good to be in God's house tonight, Wednesday night. Feel His power and His presence. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Ephesians chapter 2. And we'll begin with verse number 5. This year's theme is all things together. Everybody say all things. All things together. And we have just been... Uh, doing a little studying and looking into the word of the Lord of the blessings of the church and what it means to have a brother and a sister and we have we have study we started out with just the general subject of all things together and then we looked at the unity of the spirit and we talked about uh, on labors together for, with God, the fellowship of suffering, that we, we suffer together. It's not just one brother, one sister, but we suffer together. We bear one another's burdens, the Bible tells us. We talked about together in faith, and, and we're still sort of dealing with that subject and over the last few weeks, we, we dealt with repentance and, and then baptism uh, in that precious name. We've dealt with the infilling of the power of the Spirit of God. And the Word of the Lord tells us that we should be of one mind and believe the same thing and speak the same thing. And then we recently spoke about uh, together in prayer last Wednesday tonight. By the help of the Lord, I want to speak to us just for a few minutes on our position of togetherness. The position of togetherness. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 5. The word of the Lord says, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ by grace are ye saved? How many of you know it's the grace of God that saved you? By grace are we saved. wasn't for His grace, uh, we would not be here. We would not be here tonight. He hath quickened us together. Everybody say, together. Lord, we pray in the next few minutes here this evening that you would touch our minds and our hearts and speak to us, God, through your word. Your word is truth. Your word is eternal. Wash us, our minds and our spirits, with the word of God tonight. I pray, Lord, that our faith would be built, that we would be, that we would be encouraged tonight, getting a better understanding of what it means to be a part of the body, to be brought out of darkness into your marvelous light, into place, to be placed in the body of Christ. We ask it in the wonderful, mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody say amen. Lord bless you. You can be seated. Paul the Apostle says, even when we were dead in sins, when our minds were not on God, remember what the word of the Lord says, you did not find him. He found you. You didn't choose him. He chose you. He sought you out. He chose you. Now, yes, you responded. 
but he gave us the strength and the ability to respond. While we were dead in our sins, he quickened us together with Christ. By grace are we saved. Now, this word here, quickened, it means to reanimate co-jointly with another. To take something that was once alive and had died and to bring it back to life again. To reanimate something. But the word quickened together is actually a co-joining word. It's one word. And quickened together means not only to be reanimated, to be made live again, but it was for a, a purpose. It was being uh, reanimated unto God into the body. Co or conjointly, the word here, with the body of Christ. To bring back to life and then to link that new life to another who had been reanimated by Christ as well. God did not just take us out of sin. He did not only separate us from a dark, ungodly world and bring us into His light and into His righteousness. He did more than that. He didn't just redeem us and leave us. Redeem us and, and put us in a position where we would have to just fight for ourselves. Oh, He went beyond that. He didn't only bring us out of darkness and put, us in the, and put us into the body of Christ, but he linked us up with other brothers and sisters who were also at one time dead in sin with another brother and a sister who understands what it means to come out of darkness, out of sin, out of bondage. Some of us were were bound by nicotine, others by alcohol. Some bound in a, a life of immorality, all kinds of backgrounds and situations. Some of us bound with fear, bound with despondency and depression. But God brought us up out of these things, and he put us into the body of Christ. And there we found other brothers and sisters who at one time was bound by sin. And now we lock arms with them. And together we have a new found power and a new found strength. That when the old man tries to take over again, when the old sin tries to take over again, I'm not alone. I'm not by myself. Oh, no, I'm not isolated. I've got somebody that's standing with me, that's saying we can do this. We can make it. We can get through this. We can overcome these things in our life. Do you feel that way here tonight? Praise God. When it says that we were quickened together, it doesn't mean that we were all saved at the same time. If I had us all stand up here tonight, each of you would have a different day. Mine was, wow, I'm reaching 1979. It was December the 2nd or the 3rd, 
was on a Tuesday night at a Women's of Globe meeting, and God filled me with the power of the Holy Ghost. A few months later, I got buried in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I linked up with other young men in that church who had also come out of situations. Brother Chance, you sit on this platform tonight, and you know what it is to be in drugs. You have trouble. We can sit down. We can relate to one another. We know what we came out of. We can strengthen one another. There's nothing like being in the church. There's nothing like being a part of the body. Don't you ever let that devil convince you. All you need to do is just stay home. I wish our Sunday morning crowd was here on Wednesday nights to hear the word of God. But you're here tonight. You know the importance of being in God's house, rubbing shoulders with God's people, and drawing strength from one another. We weren't saved at the same time. We were saved at different times. Being quickened together doesn't mean we were all quickened at the, at the same time. It, de- it does mean, however, that all of us have similar pasts and similar situations uh, in our yesterdays. Uh, that when we are quickened to God, uh, we can come together, we can bind together and be strong. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 and uh, verse number verse number 1. Paul leads into the text that I read tonight. Paul the Apostle says to the church of Ephesus, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world and according to the prince of the power of air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. The Bible tells us that we were conjoined, quickened together, reanimated, conjoined. What does that mean? At one time, you and I, we were conjoined to Satan. We were conjoined to the things of the world. We were linked up to a past that the end was going to be an eternal death. Paul the Apostle says to the church, you used to walk according to the course of this world. You were linked up to the power of Satan. Verse number 3, among whom we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature the children of wrath. Look at those last three words. Even as others. You were linked up to a world that was lost and dying. But Paul told us in verse 5, God has quickened us together. He has taken us out of a world of darkness and put us into light. And together we bind. Together we rise up. Look at verse 6. And God hath raised us up together and made us to do what? Sit in heavenly places. 
sets in Christ Jesus. He didn't just take me out of darkness. He gave me authority. He gave us power. When we come together, there's power. When we come together, there is anointing. I'm telling you, there is no sin. There is no devil. There is no adversary that can take you down if you'll just stay linked up to the church. He quickened us together. He said, I raised you up together also. I didn't only quicken you together. I raised you up together. That word means to stir you up. I stirred you up. And that word there, raised or raised up together, it's a conjoined word again. It means to stir up like with company. There's something about it. When we come to the house of God and the power of God begins to move and it begins to get stirred up it doesn't matter what kind of move of God it is. Sometimes it's a weeping move and we'll all weep. Sometimes it's a laughing move and we'll all laugh. Sometimes it's a shouting move of God and we'll all shout. Sometimes it's an anger against the adversary and we'll pray forcefully and with power and with might what's happening he's raising us up he's stirring us up but not just you he's stirring everybody up we're all getting stirred up that's what's happening to the church and things that are going on. We're so excited about it. We're excited about our connect groups we've launched and they're going so well. We're going to continue to baby them and watch over them till they get established and then we're going to launch more. It's pastor's desire that there be a hundred or more homes in this city that are having church on one of the nights of week besides Wednesday night where local neighbors can come and local families in the area can gather and you could just pray with one another lift up the name of the Lord feel the power of God get a little Bible study and be strengthened through the week raise us up God raise us up stir us up stir us up stir us up I can't tell us how many times on Sunday after Sunday, even Wednesday night after Wednesday night, I can see the power of God move into our congregation and he's just trying to stir us up. But some of us are so disconnected that we can't feel what's going on in the body. I don't want to be that way. I want to say, oh God, reconnect me, reanimate me, requicken me, reco-join me to the body. I want to I want to be with the body. I want to link up with the move of the Spirit. God, when you're stirring up the church, I want to get stirred up with it. Whatever you're doing in the service, I want to be a part of it. I want to feel it. I want to know it. I want to walk with it. He said, I'll raise you up. I'll stir you up together. He said, then I'll sit you in heavenly places together with Christ Jesus. That means, listen, this is so powerful. When he says, I sit you together in heavenly places, that word there means he makes room for you at the table. It's the same concept. It's the same understanding. When you are knighted by a king and you're getting a seat at the table where the other knights sit, 
when you come together with your great leader. That's what happens when God brings you into the house and he joins you up to the body of Christ and he quickens us together and he raises us up together, stirs us up. Then he gives us a seat of power and authority in Jesus Christ. I'm sitting at the warrior's table. When you come to the house of God, it's an army that's gathered together to get instructions from God what to do, where to go, how to battle, how to fight. Oh, I've got to be linked up. I got to be linked up. You know how it is? You know how it is. You go to class. Everybody's listening to the teacher but you. Everybody's getting instruction. They all learn one plus one is two. You didn't bother to listen. So when question time came, you put down three. And you couldn't understand. That three was so pretty. You drew it just right. I mean, you made the back curve on the top part and the bottom part so nice. That was the most perfect three you ever drew. How dare that teacher mark drew that three? Friend, I'm sorry. You weren't linked up. You didn't hear what the teacher had to say. You didn't get the instructions. You didn't learn. When we come to the house of God, it's more than just an obligation. Somebody hear the preacher tonight. It's more than me just fulfilling an obligation that I think I need to do in order to be saved. I am, I am coming into the voice of God. I am coming into the move of the Spirit. I am coming into the room where God is going to give instructions. Where God is going to give strength. And I want to hear. I want to be linked up. I want to be attached. When I leave on Sunday morning. When I leave here tonight. I want to know what the Spirit had said. Unto the church. Let him that have an ear. Let him hear. The scripture says. Clap your hands to the Lord. Give God some praise. quickened us together. He stirred us up, raised us up. He set us. He gave us a place in his kingdom. He didn't just throw you in the crowd. You have a place. He set you together with Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2 verse number 10, for we are his workmanship. Everybody say his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. And God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh. Who are called uncircumcised by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. That at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope without God in the world. But, the Bible says, now in Christ Jesus, 
Ye who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. And for he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of petition. Watch this. Having abolished in his flesh the enemy, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances. Why? For to make himself a twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross having slain the enemy thereby and came and preached peace unto you which were afar off and to them that were nigh watch this for through him we have both access by one spirit unto the father now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens What's the saints of the household of God? You are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets and Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom we are all building fitly framed together. We are a body that cannot be torn apart. Jesus Christ is our foundation. When you get nailed into this thing, there's not a devil that can separate you or pull you out. We are fitly. We are fitly framed together, groweth unto the holy temple in the Lord in whom you are also build it together for a habitation of God through the spirit <laughs> fitly framed I don't know if you've ever built we got a corporate in the back there some guy used to do drugs he now builds buildings I hope thank God he quit one before he started the other but probably did them both at one time right yeah now, those houses don't stand very well, but you know when you fitly frame something together, you notch that thing or, or you cut that angle just right. It's got to fit just right. And when you put it all together, especially if you're doing crown molding, 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 whatever. And you, you, you put that together and, and those 35-degree angles and all that stuff, they're hard to cut. They're hard to make match, and they, they make tools to try to help your tools don't help me I, I try I've cut a hundred of them none of them fit I throw them in the pile of possibilities later on you never know when you're going to mess another one up and they'll actually match Chris Dooley had to come come over and and uh, get the old miter saw out and cut a couple boards and oh it just went together so nice no wonder his name's Chris so close to Christ he knew how to put that he knew how to put all that together and make it look good all come together. God said, that's, that's what I've done with you. I didn't just throw a bunch of boards out in a pile. 
I didn't just grab some pieces of lumber and just kind of nail them together and back off one day and see what may have happened come out of that. You know, that's what old Aaron said. You remember that story, right? All the children of Israel took off their earrings and their bracelets and all their gold and, and, uh, and they, they gave it to Aaron. Moses came down, chewed him out for making a calf. And, and old Aaron said, Aaron said, I don't know where that calf came from. He said, I collected all this gold, threw it in the fire, and poof, out came a calf. No, no, Moses said, I'm afraid that's not how, that's just not how it happens. And let me tell you, God didn't build this church just by grabbing a bunch of, bunch of people, random out there, and pulling them together. The end time is too important to God. Who, who is a part of the body of Christ right now is too important to God. You and I, I feel deep in my heart, or at least our children, we are going to see the ends of the time when and which Jesus Christ comes back for the church. We are in that last generation, and God is not just randling and choosing anybody. The Bible says you haven't chose him. He chose you. He is particularly finding you. He has searched you out. He grabbed you. He had a place planned for you. When he filled you with his spirit, he already knew where you were going to go. He had already fitly framed you in to the house of God. We somewhere's got to get a revelation. We're not just anybody. We're called of God. We bear his name. We're a part of the church. He's got a ministry for you. He's got a place for you. He has called you. Oh, I wish I had somebody that would believe that. Fitly framed together to be rendered closely jointed together to be become put together so well that it's hard to tell where one starts and the other ends. We're just the church. There's no little eyes, no no little U's, and no big eyes. We're just the church. Laboring together, fighting together, serving God together, suffering together, worshiping together, celebrating victory together. Because he has put us into this thing in our place. There is nothing more important you can do, nothing, absolutely nothing, than to find the place that God has for you. And let me re-say that, actually. You don't have to find that place. God already knows where it is. All you have to do is serve him. God will make sure you get there. Every day you get up, all you got to do is serve him. Serve him one day at a time. Give him everything you have. Obey his word. Well, what's the will of God? It's not the will of God that any man should perish. So if it's not the will of God that any man should perish, it must be the will of God that I reach for every man. That was pretty simple in conclusion, wasn't it? We just got to get up every day and do our best to serve God and do what God has called the church to do. And before it's over, I promise you, you'll be nailed in right where God has always intended for you to be. Romans chapter 6, verse number 3. The Bible says, know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. For if we have been, what, planted 
together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Look at this. We were what? We were quickened together. We were raised up together. We were sent together. We were fitly joined together, the Bible says, and we were planted together. That means to grow, to grow alongside another. I'm planted into this thing. That means I grow with you. I don't leave you. We grow together. Listen, listen. My source is your source. You don't have two plants next to one another, and one of them's drawing from this aquifer. Uh, ac- how you say that word? Ac- ac- aquifer. You don't have. We don't have those in Louisiana. And we got canals, so you don't have this plant. He's sucking out of one of this alligator-infested canal, and this plant two feet away is sucking out of that alligator-infested. No, no, they're both drawn from the same source. When we come here, we're drawing. We're drawing from the same source, the same strength. We grow together. We link up. We grow together. We see a weed, we kill it together. We grow together. We bloom together. We let our fruit be blossomed together. We bear fruit together. Why? Because we've been planted together. That's what it's about. If I see you struggling a little bit, I do whatever I can do to help you out, to encourage, to strengthen. Why? Because we were planted together. The same husband and that planted me, planted you. The same God that cares for me, cares for you. We were both planted together in the same vineyard by the same husband and the caretaker of the vineyard. We were all planted together. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 22. Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble or necessary. Listen to Paul, the apostle, uh, preaching or teaching to the church of Corinth. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable. Upon these we have bestowed more abundant honor, and our uncommonly parts have become abundant more commonliness. Verse number 24, for our commonly parts have no need, but God, what? God have tempered the body together, having given more abundant uh, honor to the part which lacketh, that there should be no uh, schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. What does that word tempered mean? It means to be commingled. It means to be attached, to be attached in such a way that it cannot be separated. God said he has tempered us together. It's like a welder coming, putting two pieces of metal together and applying heat. And there's such intense heat that it causes those two pieces of metal to be attached to one another. That nothing can break it apart. I'm going to tell you, tribulation doesn't hurt us. Tribulation binds us together. Persecution doesn't hurt the church. It binds us together. It's what makes us one when heat comes against the assembly. When when things come against the church uh, and the heat of the world comes against us, it tempers us together. I'm so attached to you. Nothing can pull you from me. I don't care if you fail. I don't care if you messed up. I don't care if things go wrong. I don't care if you done something bad. I'm linked to you. Somehow I got to get you back up. Somehow I got to get you back on your feet. Somehow we got to get going again. We're tempered together. We're one body. World's not going to help us. Those you think are your friends the moment you run out of money. 
Christmases. You don't have to have a lot of money. You just got to have one dollar more than them. They'll hang around until they have one dollar more than you. It's like, hell, I'll take your dollar, but you're not getting mine. We are tempered together. We are co-mingled. We are, we are put together in such a way that it is extremely difficult to pull us apart. Colossians put it this way, that their hearts might be comforted, being what? Knit together. I love this. I, I, I love this. this is, I looked at that, and I said, this is so amazing. Being knit together here, what it means is to take two pieces of material that are different in substance and bring them together to make one item of purpose. We look across this congregation, we're all so different. We've come from different backgrounds. We love different things. Some of y'all love horses. Horses stink. How can you love a horse? Some of y'all love cows. You know what cows do. The only thing good for cows, when I used to be in the world, Sean, I used to go pick mushrooms out of what we call cow patties out in the pasture. Outside of that, that and a big, fat, juicy filet mignon on my plate, cows are worthless. And then some people love chickens. Are you kidding me? You love chickens? That's the, that's the most, that's just so disgusting, chickens. But some people love chickens. And then I don't under people that don't want, I don't understand people that don't want the newest, best, most highly tech thing that comes out. How can you not desire to have the newest, best, high-tech thing out there? How's that possible? Because we're different. We're made different. We're wired different. We were raised different. We were taught different. We learned different. Everything, all of our little things that happened to us just made us completely, incredibly different people. That's what makes awesome marriages is when two different people can learn. Everybody say learn. It doesn't just happen. It's a full-time job. When two people who are, who are completely opposite. Listen, there are no two people on the planet more opposite than me and my wife. They, they don't exist. When we met one another, she was the North Pole. I was the South Pole. But she was pretty and I wanted her. I was good looking. She wanted me. We got together and found out licks, looks don't mean nothing. That old surface fades away so fast. The real Dan came out. I have no idea how she stayed with me, but she did. And somehow we made it through this. But we were so different when we were able to bring our differences together and make it one. It made it more powerful than we could ever be by ourselves. More intrusive into the kingdom of hell than we could ever be alone. That's what God has done to the church. He has taken each and every one of us. We're different in every facet, every way that you can possibly imagine. But God through his power, glory, grace, and spirit has brought us together. Raised us up together. Set us up together. He knit us together to do what? To make the church. The church is made up of a million, billion different Different personalities and different people and different things. 
everywhere. God brings it all together. No wonder the devil can't tear it apart. No wonder it doesn't have a weakness. How do you find a weakness when every part about it is different? When everything about it has a little different twist to it. And only God's able to bring it all together. And all of a sudden you've got a church. A church that can stand against the gates of hell. A church that can pray through an alcoholic. A church that can cast out a devil. A church that can pray and blinded eyes are open and cripples can walk. A church that people can be filled with the power of God. Marriages can be put back together. Children can be delivered. I'm telling you that's power. And the only way it can be done is because we're all different. But we all came together. And now we've made a powerful unit that nothing can stand against it. I wish I could preach this like I feel it. I'm like an old dummy. I was playing basketball Sunday night. And old Brian hit me. I felt like I hit a brick wall. And I heard this rib go crack. And I went, did I just crack a rib? I said, I must not have. So I just kept playing. Well, I'm regretting it tonight. Romans 8 and 17, and if children, they're heirs, heirs of God. Everybody say joint heirs with Christ. Watch this. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also glorified, that we may be also glorified with him. Let's stand. Just a couple more verses. I'm done. Thessalonians chapter 4, verse number 17. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. How? Not if you don't stay in it. Caught up together. The only way that's going to happen is if we stay together. You have to stay in this thing. It's your only hope. I'm telling you that one of the things I have never, I have never really been able to understand is difficult things come into your life and you give up God because life got tough. Well, how is giving up on God going to make life better? That doesn't fix anything. Whatever was a mess is still a mess. What a, the difference by staying in, at least you can cry on your brother's shoulder for a little while. At least you can come complain to pastor and ask pastor why God's doing this to you. <laughs> uh. You need to find a few other people that's asking you that question before you ask that question. He's doing it to you because he loves you. And he is turning you into fine silver to be able to be used by him in a, in a glorious way like you have never, ever, ever dreamed. All this stuff we're going through as a church, it's done nothing but made us better. It's made us a strong church, strong we're in this thing because of him, not because of the things we get or have. We're in this because, because we, love, we love him.
we're going to be glorified together. The Bible says we're going to be caught up together. And then my last verse tonight, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse number 10. Who died for us. That whether we wake or sleep, we should what? With him. Together with him. So the bottom line is that, man, I get a lot of preaching tonight. A lot of scripture reading. That if we'll let him quicken us together, right? And then let us be raised up together so that we might sit together, the Bible says. Then we will, let me get to that next one here. We will be fitly framed together so that we are build it together is the next one. And plan it together, Paul said. And then God has tempered the body together. And all of that, we become knit together, right? Then, all of that, we will be glorified together, called up together, and live together forever with him. It's about together. You know, the first church learned this really fast. The Bible says they had all things common. None of them thought more of himself than anyone else. Now, I would imagine at one time, some of those that were saved were probably wealthy. Some of those that were saved were probably very highly educated. And they... Look down maybe on others. But after Christ, they had all things common. There's something about the love and the grace of God that when who we really are, who we really are is revealed, we quickly understand that we're all really just on the same plane trying to make it to heaven. And no matter where you find yourself in life, no matter what social level, economic level, education level, I don't know what word I should have used there. Yeah, but being educated, anyway. Um, no matter where you find yourself in all of these categories of life, God has a place for you. And he will fitly frame you into this thing. And you are as important as any other boy that is being used. That's why in that same part of verse, and I'm done, that same, that same scripture, Paul the apostle says there that this is why even those parts that we deem to be uncommonly or less important. 
that when you become a body, this is how you know, by the way. One of the things that will let you know that a church has truly become a body is that when what society may deem to be less significant. But when that person hurts and the church responds to them, responds to them, that's when you know we're a body. I was sitting at my desk today, and I'm only telling you this because I actually passed the test. I, I wouldn't be telling you if I failed. But I was sitting at my desk today, and I saw that card that the homeless lady filled. She was with us Sunday and goes to the church in the park. She may not be homeless. I don't know. It doesn't matter. So she goes to the church in the park, right, where our homeless for the most part, we preach to on Saturdays and feed. And she was here Sunday. Very sweet lady. Worship the Lord with us. So I'm sitting at my desk. I pick up the cord, and it has her name, right, and the information. And down on the bottom, it says, Church in the Park. And the moment I read that, now, it had a telephone number. And the moment I read Church in the Park, there was a thought that went in my head. Well, you don't have to waste your time calling her. She's just church in the park. Thank God I passed this test. The second that thought went through my mind, I went, oh, no. She is as important as the emperor of Europe, the president of the United States, or any wealthy person that lives in Palm Beach, she has an eternal soul. And I picked up that phone, and I dialed that number and left her a message. She didn't answer. The point is, Paul was saying in that scripture, you know when you're a body that even when the least significant one gets hurt, the whole body responds. There's pain there. There's pain there. I want God to make us a body. I want you to reach over and get your neighbor's hand or put your hand on the shoulder. Whatever you're comfortable in, in doing is fine. But just kind of link up a little bit through here. And we just want to pray. And I just asking the Lord to, I, I want to be a body. I, I, want to, I want us to meet these criteria that. God has set upon us. Father, I want you to look down upon us. God, this is my Wednesday night crowd. These are the elite. These are the hungry for your word, God. And Father, I just, I ask you, Lord, look upon us and help us as a church. We need your help. Father, we need to be helped by you. We need to be strengthened by you, God. We need to understand that we're all in this together, no matter who we are. Lord, no matter what our background is, your word says, God, at one time we all served the devil. We were all a part of the world. We all served the lust of our flesh. We all served the carnal mind. And Lord, you redeemed us. You picked us up. You brought us out, God. You brought us out of darkness into this marvelous light. Oh, Father, 
Lord, you have fitly framed us. You have put us into the body. You had that place for us. You put us there. God, and you're using each and every one of us. And I just pray, oh, Lord, Lord, let us be tempered together. Let us be tempered together. Let the heat be applied in such a way, God, that nothing can separate us. Nothing can divide us. (laughs) Lord, we're one. We love each other, care for one another. Lift up one another, God. Speak well of one another. Cherish one another. Lord, we're there for one another. Pray for one another. Oh, yes, Lord. Encourage one another, God. Lord, I pray we're the body. We're the body. We're the body. We're the body. We've been raised up together. We've been stirred up together. We've been made to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus together, God. Oh, we're that body. We're that body. We're that body. Father, make us one. Make us one. Make us such a, a, so united together, so knitted together, Lord, that nothing can bring discord. Nothing can bring division. Nothing can divide us. Hallelujah. No matter what room we hear, we don't care. We love our brother. We love our sister. No matter what's told us, we don't care. We don't care. We'll forgive. We'll love. We're one. We're one. We're one. Do it, God. Do it for us, Lord. Do it, Lord. Help us, Jesus. Help us, sweet Lord. Help us. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you. You you feel that way tonight. Let's love him together, God. We praise you. We love you. We adore you. We thank you, Father. We glorify your name. We glorify your name. We're glorified together with you. We're glorified together with you. We're glorified together with you, Lord. Amen. 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 And... uh, so we're going to be launching more connect groups, and, and all this is to make it real simple to all my wonderful Wednesday night crowd. This is just homes located different places in the city that are having a little service, not really a service, but a gathering together in their home. Last one hour, there's a little food, a little fellowship. Your neighbors can come. You can pray for them.